Now, is is that type of thinking, right? Because I do believe that 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 is thinking, right? That we're describing, whether it is to kill yourself or to kill anybody else, it's part of your thinking as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is that type of thinking program? We because I, I do believe that we program ourselves to whatever we want to believe. Like if you want to believe that um, exercise is going to be a healthy consequence, that belief is going to manifest if you're thinking about it enough. If you're programming yourself to think about it enough, dedicate the time to it. So it is with anything that that's negative we have to actually program ourselves. So she's probably, or I have probably, keep it on myself, I have probably gone through the scenario plenty of times in my head before it actually manifests in my verbal communication or physical action. Well, I think that you are a slave to your, to your thought process. Yes, sir. So, you know, the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. Right? Mm. So, if that is your thought process, I, you know, in a therapy session, I would consider that uh, negative thinking. Mm. Right? If you were in something like AA, NA, um, what do they call that? Um, Oh my God! What do they call that? Um, oh, I can't remember the name of um, that negative thinking, but it's 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 still the same thing. It's it's a negative thought process. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they call it stinking thinking. That's what they call it. Okay, familiar with the term. Yeah. So you can have a lot of negative thoughts. But it is a thought process. Now, it could be conscious or unconscious, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you you are not intending to think that way, but you're thinking that way. And it could be, um, you could be going down a rabbit hole watching YouTube. You could be going down a rabbit hole watching, it just been on social media, right? Mm-hmm. And so you the, the algorithms are giving you more of what you are looking at and what you're thinking of, right? Or you could be like the Taliban, right? And you could get um, what's the word that they use? Um, radicalized. You could get radicalized, you know, you know, with the Taliban. Um, so there's there's different ways to get to that process. There's not like one way, but there's many ways to get there, but I, if you're asking me about the programming, the programming can be intentional or not intentional, conscious or unconscious. Yes, sir. Um, I, I do believe it. It is also um, part of that subconscious that makes its way to the surface. Um, what we do here, you're listening to Black Mental Health and Race. 
I am your host, MF Doug AF. My co-host is Dr. Moore. Uh, what we try to do here is to encourage people to do the work. And that work is, if I made liberty, uh, you can um, correct me, Dr. Moore, but that work is to examine our subconscious for negative thoughts. I don't know if, if that's the official terminology in psychology, but just from a layman's perspective, what we're trying to do when we describe the work, that internal work that we need, that uh, work that is required to get out of that type of thinking, thinking and negative thoughts comes from being able to examine your subconscious or subconscious programming. Is there a word for it in psychology different? Or is it this the work that, that needs to be done, the therapeutic work, clinical work? Well, I think that that's that the, the, the terminology is if 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 I understand what you're asking me correct um are you asking me um the terminology for negative thinking? Um, no, I was asking you like um, what this what this program is about because every week um, by the time we come to the end of the show, we usually tell everybody that um, I can't promise you anything except that you do the work. What does that work mean to you, that that terminology work from a clinical perspective? I just tried to describe that work that's needed from a layman's perspective. I just wanted to know that any. Well, you can't. You you can't. It it, it would. It, it's you can't do the work on yourself by yourself if you don't have the tools to do it. Right. Hmm. It's 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 not a let me wake up today on my own and do X Y and Z. If they, if if you feel like you're having a problem or mental health issue, then you want to seek the help of a, of a professional. Mm-hmm. You don't want to seek your own help because your own help is what got you to where you are. Yes, sir. Right. So the work is saying, hey, you know what? Let me go talk to a mental health professional. Let me go see a therapist or psychiatrist. You know, let me go someplace that will help me get the need um the work that i need because i obviously realize i can't do it on my own it's like you know my na or aa you know people realize they can't do it on their own so they join a support group that will help them to do that so i encourage anyone that's having constant negative thoughts about hurting themselves or hurting anyone, hurting someone else, that they dial 911 or they seek a mental health professional. Very important. That's the word. I'm sorry? Very important that we mention that. Definitely. Um, That, the, the, um, 
the thing that um, I hope that we get out of this tonight's episode, talk about um, transgender radicalization is the title I'm going to give it, but it's not really that because it could be any person really on how you get radicalized or how you get to those extremes where you do unthinkable things to other human beings is some type of programming inside your mind. That programming comes from your life experiences plus all of the things that you internalize or believe as your mind is developing over the years. Well, I don't, well, I think that that can be the case. I don't think that is the case. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think it's different for other, you know, for each individual. Right. To me, I, I'm sorry. Absolutely. To me, I think that um, it's an individual situation. And mm -hmm. I think um, it depends on the void that's happening in your life that will allow you to be radicalized or to be susceptible where you become conditioned to be something that you probably normally would not have been, right? I think that you're trying to fill a void in your life um, that you haven't been able to fulfill. And so mm -hmm. that radicalization um, is now being fulfilled by that void that you have in your life. Indeed. So you you yeah. could be a child that grows up, you know, in the inner city and doesn't have a mom or a dad or a family, and you join a gang. Hmm. Right? Because you're trying to fill a void, right, that your family didn't give you. Right? You hmm. could become a Trumpster because you feel like the government hasn't worked for you. And now Trump becomes a voice for you. Right? Mm -hmm. You could become a radicalized Muslim because whatever it was that you haven't found in Islam, you're finding it in this radicalism. So it it varies to me in terms of how you be how you get that way. Sure. Um, I think um one of the key points that I would like people to understand is that. It's not about guns. It's not about politics, what happened um, to this in this tragic uh, event. Those were part of it. But the real issue here is that negative thinking. It's at the, at the root of all of this. All of these mass shootings that are going on and the um, how pervasive they're becoming in society where we can hear about such sad news and then have to get right back to our lives. We're, we're not even given time to process and grieve these events due to the frequency pervasive. Um, so what's at the root cause, and you may have a different opinion on what's at the root cause, 
But I think I think a part of that is that internal negative thinking. And I think the other part of it, that external drive for for these mass shootings, and particularly white privilege, which you may not agree with, but um, that's my controversial um, way of explaining this. Because if you look at the um, even the the, the the gender politics that is going on in America and the rest of the world, but more so in America, gender politics is about mostly the people who, who it affects mostly. And most of the transgender people with the voices are white. They are formerly white males and they have a movement and you cannot stomp on that movement without getting checked your damn self. And I think that is part of the external problem. We have don't have a way to address serious issues like that other than to say that they're unnatural and they need to be erratic. There is no bend on either side of the issue as there's no bend in politics by the, by its very nature. Politics is opposition. I, I have yet to see in history politics that has really tried to compromise. It's, it's about leverage rather than compromise, where if I get the upper hand, I'm going to use this against you. So... I see people arguing about gender politics and about the gun laws and about politics in general and how this event, this tragic event, um, somehow explains or justifies, makes it um, something that's crazy and ridiculous based upon what they believe could be the issue. But I thought the issue was internal. And it's another way to approach a discussion with other people in your homes, in your lives. And maybe it will accept, affect someone in a positive way. Your thoughts, more um, On any of that. I, I always go too far. I pick up too many subjects and then it's hard to follow. But forgive me for that. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. You started off by saying something about um uh, politics. Gender politics. Yeah. And it being racial uh elaborate. Yeah, because it's predominantly white people with the with the voices and the power behind it. Here you have white men that want to transition to be women. And from that, you get somebody saying that we are real women. We should be able to compete in sports with other women. 
and we should be able to do this, we should be able to do that, we should be able to share the same bathrooms, we should that is is mimicking white privilege. Like, yeah, I have the right to do this. Yeah, but if you if you say that, then what do you say about people like Dwayne Wade and his son? They are the the marginalized well, as we are in, in society. You could talk about racial issues all you want, but white people don't experience racial issues. So it's it's a misnomer to them. It, it's it's non-existent to them. And they are the majority. They're not phased by it, nor are they uh, willing to, to eradicate racism because they don't experience it. That's not something that they experience. But what they do experience is tragedies like this. This goes um, this tragedy goes over those borders of um, of things that separate us. And we all come into one mind when we have tragic events like that. But then we don't discuss them in a, in a universal way. We discuss them according to our politics, or according to our beliefs, or according to our agendas. I don't know if I'm following you completely. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard to sometimes because my mind be all over the place. But um, it it it's so. Are you? But so I'm asked. So let me ask. So are you reducing this first part of your question to race? No, I'm I'm saying that it mimics the same problem that we have with race. Race is an issue because it affects black people. It's not an issue because it affects white people. White people, to me, in my opinion, could care less about race. Now, to bring it into this subject, here's a transgender person that commits a heinous crime like this. And although we've had other heinous crimes of mass shootings, this is the first one where it's a transgender person but it becomes more prevalent than the other mass shootings. And then you get the transgender community saying, oh, this is wrong to now put all of this burden on our shoulder. So comes political instead of going back to the very people that got killed that day who have no politics left. They just lost their lives. Hmm. I don't know. That sounds confusing when I think about places like Columbine. When right. I think about, but uh, here's the racial racial issue of it. If if you remove that one transgender person, all of these people that have done these mass shootings have been white males. That's no, the racial issue. No, 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 no. That's but that's not true, right? Um, I mean, just in New York. I mean, you you had. You know, a black man, right? But not a school shooting. He's shooting. Well, yeah, it was. It wasn't a school, but it was on a subway. Right. You know, so I don't. I don't know if I want to read. Not that it, it's any less heinous that it was the subway. I don't want to suggest that. But I'm saying that, that the mass shooting is people who feel that they have no voice, although they are the majority race in this country. 
are saying that um, it's okay for us to shoot up schools some somewhere in their programming. The, yeah, the solution has become I, a school shooting. But I think we have to be very careful, right? If we're going to reduce this Indeed. to race, right? Because if we reduce this to race, then how do we account for mass shootings in black neighborhoods every night across America, whether it be DC, New York, Chicago, you know, LA? It may not be a school, but it's still mass killings in black neighborhoods. Right. I I don't I don't um uh, denigrate any type of violence that happens in the black community. All I'm saying is that this is just another racial issue. Well, the, it may, not, it may not be perceived by many as racial, but right. the, the killings that go on in the black community are racial. Are you, are you, you said do the killings that take place in the I black said community? They are. I didn't. I didn't say it was a question. I'm saying the killings in the black communities are racial, as opposed to the killings in white white communities are also racial. There's a racial next to all of it. Well, uh, you can make that argument. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> make, I'm not going to make that argument. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, you know. I, because I think that killings are proximity and not racial. Gotcha. Right. And because when I hear people talk about black on black crime, right, and I never hear people talk about white on white crime, you know, or Chinese on Chinese crime. But I know that more Chinese people are killed by Chinese. More white people are killed by white people. More black people are killed by black people. And I know that that's proximity. Mm-hmm. As opposed to race. Okay, um, I'm reading a book called um, "Acts of Faith" by Will Durant. I mention it every now and then. It's a series of books, and um, it shows how all of the European nations they had twelve incidents. Of crusades. I thought it was just one crusade. It was 12 crusades over a period of 400 years. And from these crusades began Great Britain, Germany, France, Spain. What's the other? And some of the Arab nations too. Um, Constantinople, um, now called Istanbul and Turkey, um, parts oh, of hold, Africa. Hold that thought one second, bro. Hold that thought. Yes, sir. You're listening to Black Mental Health and Race. I'm your host, MF Doug. Dr. Moore. Um, it's a very serious subject that we're t- talking about, but uh, we don't take none of this. Um, As written in stone, just a discussion. Um, the good thing is it prompts you to study history, to get a, a, 
a better perspective on how this has played itself out and has led to what occurs today. It, it's not the, the blame or the fault of what occurs today, but it gives you an understanding that would help you to um, examine yourself. And that's what all of these discussions in Black Mental Health and Race are about. Examining yourself and because that is the only person that you can change. The fact that this person helped um, six people, three of them nine-year-old children, she doesn't or he doesn't have the tools necessary to do the work of self-examination, to do the work of examining their own thoughts, because that is all that they could no amount of killing and no amount of atrocity or trauma that you can unleash is going to change the person in you. Welcome back, Dr. Moore. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, and, and I'll, I'll say that it's, it's very difficult to do the work on your own. Right. Right, because... I mean, if the only person you're having a conversation with is you, then how do you know what you're thinking is, is wrong? Hmm. You know, it's only until you have a place, a space, or a person to bounce off your thoughts with that you could be objective. Hmm. Right? Because if you're just in your head with your thoughts, you know, you might feel 100% right. You know what that you're thinking. Right? Because the only person you're talking to is yourself. Hmm. So and, it's, and, it's easy to convince yourself of what you're thinking. Hmm. Indeed. And that's that's um one of the things that we promote on this show is mental health, finding someone where you can begin that work. And um, when I say recognizing it in yourself as part of that work, it, it is only to initiate the work. Like if you don't know what's wrong with you, you should seek help. And But you have to have some type of indication that something is definitely wrong with me. Let me seek help. It's the first thing that has has to be recognized, if I'm not mistaken. Well, let me say this to anybody that might be listening. If you're thinking about hurting yourself or you think about hurting somebody else, you need to seek help. Hmm. That's the first indication that something is wrong. Right. Um, I tell you that there's a new X number goes this generation is more into texting and um, calling anybody. Let me get that text number. You continue, brother. I'm sorry. Let me get the text number for the okay. suicidal ideation. Okay. While you, if you wanted to continue, 
The uh, text number is 988-911 for emergencies by phone call. And 988 is the text number if you just want to text if you are in a crisis and you feel that um, you can't continue or that you want to harm somebody, this would be the way to go. Reach out to someone and let them help you and let the work begin. We good on this subject, brother? Yeah, well, bro, I, I didn't anticipate <laughs> tonight's conversation going the way it went. It was way more serious and way more. Um, and we're usually not this serious. I'm sorry? We're usually not this serious. No, well, we're pretty, I think we have some pretty serious conversations, but yes, sir. when we talk about homicide and suicide, uh, that's extremely serious. Mm. So, um, I mean, we talk about a lot of different topics, but when we, t if we're going going to talk about homicide or suicide, um, it doesn't get more serious than that. And okay. we can't start the podcast off by saying we're going to have light conversation because there's nothing light about that conversation, and there's nothing light I want anybody to think about or feel about if they're having homicidal or suicidal uh, feelings or thoughts. Um, that is very serious. Uh, it's not to be taken lightly at all. Um, and if they're listening to a conversation between you and I, and if there's a conversation between you and I about homicide or suicide, I don't want the podcast to start off by saying this is a lighthearted podcast. Because um, in this situation, this is not a lighthearted podcast at all. It's very serious. Yes, sir. Um, the way the way I, I I say it is because it's usually not just one subject. That, like I would like to continue for another maybe ten or ten or twenty minutes about other subjects that have come up. Um, that's why I say. Um, light-hearted but like you said you have to also warn people which is why i gave two warnings the disclaimer at the beginning of the program and also a warning for any triggering mention the s-word but you're absolutely correct Um, what do you think about, uh, to move on to these other two subjects, what was the other one? And then we'll close up. Anything else that you wanted to bring up in the meantime? No, bro. I mean, you typically send me, uh, <laughs> yeah, I never get a chance to really look at uh, <laughs> uh I just assume that you you know have a, a array of topics because I'm like I look at 
some of the topics. The I'm thumbnails, gonna... right? <laughs> Say that again? The thumbnails that I send you. Yeah, I'm like, you know. Where <laughs> the hell are we going with this subject? I mean, it's just be like one, <laughs> one subject after the next. <laughs> From one universe to the next. Like, this brother's <laughs> mind is all over the place. <laughs> I be watching a lot of stuff and uh, I think of things um, during the time. Not, none, none of the things that I think of uh, should be um, make me write about anything. I'm not write most things. I just prefer to have discussions than a blame. And I think a lot of what I saw online, blame. Let's blame the gun people. Let's blame the um the transgender people. Let's blame the um, lack of security in schools. Let's blame the budget. Blame this, that. But I think it's it's all an internal struggle that we need to um, be examining because the only thing that we can really change is ourselves. 